Good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? All right, good. Let's sing a song, want to? Happiness is finding a pencil, pizza with sausage, telling the time. Happiness is learning to whistle, tying your shoe for the very first time. Happiness is playing the drums in your own school band. And happiness is walking hand in hand. Happiness is two kinds of ice cream, knowing a secret, climbing a tree. Happiness is five different crayons, catching a firefly and setting him free. Happiness is being alone every now and then. And happiness is coming home again. Happiness is morning and evening, daytime and nighttime too. For happiness is anyone and anything. Sharing a sandwich, getting along. Happiness is singing together when day is through. And happiness is those who sing with you. Happiness is morning and evening, daytime and nighttime too. For happiness is anyone and anything at all that's loved by you. Good morning. My name is Michael Showalter, and it's an honor to serve as your representative to the Unity Board of Trustees. Welcome to our live stream audience. We're so glad you're here with us this morning. We share a common vision, that vision you can find in our mission statement, and that is the celebration of a world transformed. We transform that world by inspiring and empowering full expression of the divine within you. That is our mission. Each week, Unity provides you opportunities to continue that inner transformation. Here's six quick examples of what is available to you in the, uh, in the next few days. So first, today at 1.30, if you have not yet attended a gratitude gathering, or you would like to hear more if you've already attended one, there is an online gratitude gathering at 1.30 today where we'll discuss the vision and objectives of the All In campaign. There's no request for financial commitment. The Zoom link is in your bulletin or available from the church office. Dr. Rita Webster will host this time of connection and inspiration. Your participation is really deeply appreciated. So if you haven't heard about this all-in campaign and you really want to understand it, today at 1.30 is a really great chance to do that. 
Also today, please stop by the garden court and pick up your all-in prayer rock. Write your name on it, place it on your place. <laughs> That's easier to write than say. Place it on your place of prayer or meditation and uh, pray with it for a while. And as unity is being remodeled, you'll have an opportunity to put that rock into the new foundation of the new building. Okay, so the out there today in the garden court. Our next membership class next weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 28, 29, and 30. So whether you're interested in becoming a member or simply want to learn more about unity and this spiritual community, please come and join. The registration and materials can be found outside. This Tuesday evening at 6.30 is the next meeting of the Unity Men's Group. So all men are welcome to join this group to create connections and experience what it's like just to be in the company of good men. Wonderful experience. That's this Tuesday at 6.30. This month, the Board of Trustees meeting on Tuesday, not on Monday. So if you'd like to participate in Dialoguing and Love, put a note out there in the garden court or in the comment box. So it'll be Tuesday, not Monday this coming week. And then looking ahead, our healing, our next healing and wellness service is Tuesday evening, November 1st. So trained facilitators provide healing services there. If you've never experienced that, a wonderful, wonderful experience. I invite you to join us then. There's a lot more going on to support your inner transformation here at Unity. Check your bulletin, check the website, check the Facebook page, or sign up for our electronic weekly newsletters, either Peak of the Week or Happening at Unity. So now, with the official part of the program completed, please turn your mind inward to prayer and meditation and join me as for our opening prayer facilitated by Reverend Pat. So let us take a moment and just center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power today. And we give thanks that this presence expresses through us as us. We give thanks that we are the out picture and we are that expression of that presence. And for that, we're grateful. And this morning, we hold all of those in our prayer that have requested our prayers, especially those that are experiencing challenges, illness, grief, sadness. We hold them in our heart today. We also hold this, this service in prayer today, knowing that it unfolds in a way that is truly a blessing to each and every one of us. And today we remember that regardless of what we are experiencing in our life, regardless of what that may be, God within is greater than that experience. And for that, we are grateful. So together, we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? <laughs> Let's remain seated as we sing our opening song. All right, if you're at home, you have to sing along too, right? They can see the words. You all ready to sing with me? Okay, hold on. Sometimes if you sway a little, it helps. When I pray, I feel my heart grow deeper. My heart grow deeper into my God. When I pray, I feel my heart go deeper. 
my heart go deeper into my God. Right here, right now, right where I am, I pray. Right here, right now, right where I am, I pray. All right, this time we're going to sing it. We're going to say, in my soul, right? When I pray, I feel my soul grow deeper, my soul grow deeper into my God. When I pray, I feel my soul grow deeper, my soul grow deeper into my God. Right here, right now, right where I am. I pray I feel my love grow deeper right when I pray I feel my love go deeper my love go deeper into my God when I pray I feel my love go deeper my love go deeper into my God right here right now right where I my heart one more time in my heart when I pray I feel my heart go deeper my heart go deeper into my God when I pray I feel my heart go deeper my heart go deeper into my God it's great to have Aaron Schwab in the house not. Thank you. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you. And Laura Dockin is off today, and Jimmy Stephan is always good to have you here at Unity. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, our days, our bookends today. Glad you're with us today. Thank you. You know, Unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community, and we teach practical things that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. One of our core values here at Unity Minneapolis is that of welcoming. So my dear friends, if you're with us today and you are a guest or you feel like you're a guest today, we'd like to honor your presence here today. I promise you we're going to do nothing drastic here other than to invite you to just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Courage, 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 courage. we got courage out here. Keep your hand up, please, until our ushers get to you. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis, a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card in that packet. If you choose to fill out any part of that card and turn that into our book desk, we have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that personal one-on-one -on -one welcome. All that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. And that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We also extend a warm welcome to all of you that are streaming with us today. 
we would love to get to know you a little better. And we invite you to just open your chat. Open your chat and let us know that you are there. Also, if you are new or you feel like you are new, we invite you to fill out that connection card online and allow someone from our staff to reach out to you and give you that personal one-on-one -on -one welcome. Let's appreciate these marvelous guests here, okay? Let's continue our time together by affirming together our vision, which is found in your order of service. Together, centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. Let's do that again. Centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. And the affirmation for the all-in series, the all-in campaign, it's on your next, your opposite page, let's affirm that together. I am all in, therefore, I think like I am all in, I feel like I am all in, I speak like I am all in, and I act like I am all in, because I am all in. Let's read the Daily Word this morning. Good morning. We now move deeper into the spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court, where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by a prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is prosperity. We are all in. With God as my source, I live abundantly. No matter how much I have in the bank, the kind of car I drive, or the house I live in, I know these things are mere manifestations of abundance. The source of all prosperity is truly God. I look beyond appearances to find a deeper meaning of prosperity. Meaningful work that I enjoy doing is a part of my prosperity, not only because I, of what I earn, but also because of the satisfaction I feel when I use my skills. My house becomes a home when filled with people I love and care for. My financial resources don't diminish but multiply when I share them generously. As I look beyond the good things in my life to the love, the creative insight, and the limitless flow of divine ideas that brought them into manifestation, I discover true abundance. And scripture says, riches and honor are with me, enduring health and prosperity. Proverbs 8, 18. And the word for today is prosperity. I will 
decide to find my God. I will leave this world as it is, go inside to find my God. Let's sing that again. I will leave this world as it is, go inside to find my God. I will this world as it is, go inside to find my God. Inside there is peace, inside there is joy, inside there is more than enough. Inside there is peace, inside there is joy, inside there is more than sacred love. This day as it is, go inside to find my God. I will leave this day as it is, go inside to find my God. Inside there is peace, inside there is joy, inside there is more than enough. Inside there is peace. Inside there is joy, inside there is sacred love. I will leave this life as it is, go inside to find my God. I will leave this life as it is, go inside to find my God. Go inside to find my God. Go inside to find my God. As we prepare for meditation, let us move into a space of silence and settle comfortably into this moment. I invite you to breathe in a breath of peace, allowing thoughts of this day to just drift away as we gently move deeply into our heart center, the very core of our being, where there is a deep sense of calm, a place of serenity, and oneness with divine spirit where we rest in the stillness. And in this sacred space, we allow our hearts to open even further to the awareness of who we really are and who we have come here to be, expanding our vision of what is possible in our lives, knowing that as we affirm the positive with gratitude, we open our being to expanded levels of peace, prosperity, inner guidance, health, and wholeness. In this moment, we release to spirit any concerns about our lives, aware that we are held in the light of divine love and guided on every step of our journey 
allowing us to rest in this moment and just be in the light, knowing we are loved for exactly who we are today. As we open to expanded prosperity, we affirm with certainty that we are being led to our highest good, despite any outward appearances. When we open our hearts to God's unlimited abundance, affirming our needs are met in just the right time and the right way in all areas of our lives. As we open our heart to greater health, we allow God's radiant life energy to flow through our being, affirming divine healing presence flows through me. Health and wholeness are restored to every cell in my being. We open our lives to divine inner guidance and affirm, I am now guided in all areas of my life and decisions. Gratitude is essential to our continuous flow of blessings. Gratitude shifts my consciousness to a space where I am aware and grateful for all the good flowing into my life. I begin my day by thanking God for the simplest of life comforts and pleasures, the sun, the rain, the warmth, the trees, time with family and friends, and all I meet on my journey. For health, inner guidance, and prosperity. As we live in gratitude, we inspire others to do the same. We shift the consciousness of the planet. We attract even more blessings into our lives. So as we rest in the silence, let us enter a space of allowing. As we let go and let God, release any concerns and opening to the unlimited abundance that is ours today, knowing that truly we are loved deeply. These moments of silence and connection to spirit are healing for our body, mind, and spirit, allowing us to refresh and revive, to gain perspective, to listen for inner guidance, and to expand our gratitude awareness. We are grateful for the divine, 
who recognizes us as whole and complete, exactly as we are, and guides us on this heart-centered journey to becoming who we have always been. For this we say silently, thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. So many words to say, but I am opting for silence. So many days to live, I think I'll be sitting this one out. Cause something I've been chasing finally stopped to let me catch it. Something I've been longing for and dreaming about. It's a whisper in my ear. It's a shiver up my spine. It's the gratitude I feel for all that's right. It's a mystery appeal that's been granted me tonight, this peace. Something so elusive, something close but far away, it's the home that I can't live in yet. Somewhere in outer space Sometimes I barely miss it When I walk into the room The curtains are still swaying And I feel the air move And it's a whisper in my ear It sends shivers up my spine it's the gratitude I feel for all that's right. It's a mystery appeal that's been granted me tonight. This peace. There's no time to grab the camera, no time to write it down, just time enough to breathe it in and linger.
gratitude I feel for all that's right. It's a mystery appeal that's been granted me tonight. It's this You know, I don't take it lightly that it's an honor and a privilege to stand here most Sunday mornings and to share my truth, to share my truth as I understand the truth at that time, and to allow spirit to work through me. It's quite an honor and it's quite a privilege, and I don't take it lightly. And one of the things that I do on Sunday mornings is I'm up early. Those of you that know me, you know that sometimes I'm up as early as 3.30 in the morning in preparation for this. It is that important to me. And I often spend about an hour reading and preparing, not the lesson, but just preparing myself. I think you know what I'm talking about because many of you do the same thing. And often on Sunday, on Sunday morning, there's something inside of me that needs, it's almost like, as Joel Goldsmith would say, an American mystic, he would say it's almost like something clicks. And it's almost like it clicks and you know you're there. And on the rare mornings that I don't have that click, it's not that God is gone anywhere. It's that for whatever reason, I have put something up to keep that, from, that feeling from me or that expression from me. And I think one thing that we in unity we always need to remember is God doesn't go anywhere. Wherever God is, I am. And so this morning, I want to thank Margie Black, who is our co-chair of our prayer chaplains. It clicked for me when she was doing the meditation. And sometimes on those rare mornings when it doesn't happen when I get here, I keep going, it's not an affirmative prayer. God, it needs to click. You know, it needs to click. And so thank you, Margie. It clicked for me this morning. Wow. And so, uh, I don't, I, it's an honor and a privilege each and every time I, I stand here before you um, to, to get my ego, and usually when it's not clicking, it's because what is in the way is my ego. I'm edging God out of my life. And I will look at certain things in my life that kind of edges it out. And sometimes when I look at data, like I look out and I go, well, where's the crowd, you know? I get attached to numbers sometimes. And when I get attached to numbers, that's edging God out. Or when I'm, I'm attached to even um, the campaign and the results of the campaign, and I'm focused on that all the time, it's edging God out. And so it's important for me to allow spirit to work through me. And I know that if that's the case, then I have to get my ego out of the way. And sometimes it takes longer to get that out of the way than it does others. Can anybody relate to that? Praise God, hallelujah, that you relate to that. You know, I really appreciate that. 
You know, just three weeks, was it three weeks ago? The first week we talked about, we kicked off this capital campaign. I'm all in. And that first week we talked about vision and how this, we had a vision for a totally accessible building, a vision within a vision that we are holding here at Unity Minneapolis. And Sue Warner, who is disabled and in a wheelchair, she shared the, why she was holding this vision so that she can go throughout this building and access every area of that building. And what really touched my heart that morning was she said to me, I can't get into Reverend Pat's office. Wow. And that's true, we always go into the meditation room to meet. So she says, I'm holding a vision of a fully accessible building. And then that second week, we talked about generosity and what a generous congregation this is. A generous congregation, and needless to say, we had that, we had uh, Noble Elementary, David Reed was here talking, and Michelle Ness from prison telling us how generous and thanking us for our generosity. But that generosity will help us to, uh, the, a new remodeled accessible building, I believe, helps us to even be more generous. And then last week, we talked about gratitude and the importance of gratitude in our life. You know, gratitude, as I like to say, Charles Fillmore would say, it is co-founder of our Unity Movement visitors. Charles Fillmore would say, it is a game changer. And last week, we had about 18 people with flashcards, and they flashed, and it was a fabulous experience. Was it a great experience for you? Oh, my goodness, we'll do it again and again. But they turned, and on one side is what happened before unity, on the other side, after they found unity. What a difference. And each and every one that shared silently, shared their story with a flashcard, received a beautiful, warm, warm applause. Today, we're talking about, I am all in with my prayers. I am all in with my prayers. Several churches were having problems with squirrels damaging their buildings. The Presbyterian Church called a meeting to decide what to do about the squirrel infestation. And after much prayer and consideration, they concluded that the squirrels were predestined to be there and that they should not interfere with God's divine plan. At the Baptist church, the deacons met and decided to put a water slide on the baptistry and let the squirrels drown themselves. The squirrels liked the slide and unfortunately knew instinctively how to swim, so twice as many squirrels showed up the following week and soon ended up destroying the church. But the Catholic Church came up with a more creative strategy. They baptized all the squirrels. They made them members. And now the squirrels only show up for Christmas and Easter. Not much has been heard from the Jewish synagogue. They took the first squirrel and circumcised him. They haven't seen a squirrel since. <laughs> prayers, prayers. Well, we're not praying about squirrels this morning. As you know, those of you that's been in unity for a while, you know our entire movement was founded on healing and on prayer. We know the story of Myrtle Fillmore, and if you've not read that, I really invite you to pick up the little book, The Story of Unity. 
And the story of unity takes us back to 1886 when Myrtle Fillmore had tuberculosis, and we know what she did. She heard this voice. She went to a lecture by E.B. Weeks in Kansas City, and there she heard a voice as she came from that, I am a child of God, and I do not inherit illness. I am a child of God. I do not inherit illness. She was struggling with tuberculosis and had small children to raise. And at that time, she knew without a doubt what she needed to do. And she began to ask the, her organs of her body to forgive her on how she had treated them. She sat there, you know, Unity folklore says that she had a picture of Jesus there, and she asked him over and over, you know, to forgive her for how she had treated her body and how she had lived. I don't know about you, but I certainly coming into a Unity movement like this, I had the opportunity to ask for a lot of forgiveness for myself. A lot of forgiveness myself on how I had treated my body. And I can still fall in that trap, let me tell you that, okay? I can still fall in those dark places. But what I love about it when I fall in those dark places is that God still loves me. And that there's nothing I can do that can separate me from the love of God. Absolutely. Even when I forget the principles, even when I fall in those dark places. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful that we know that God loves us regardless of what's going on in our own life? Well, Charles, Phil, Charles, the husband of Myrtle, saw what a difference it was making in his life. And, of course, he came on board. And so we call them co-founders, but let's be truthful about it. Myrtle founded Unity, and Charles just came along. And I'm so grateful that Charles came along. Charles came along with the intellect, and Myrtle came along with the heart. And I believe it's because of the heart and the intellect together, working together, that makes such a strong movement as Unity today. We need both the masculine and the feminine aspects of it for that to be a strong movement today. So Charles followed suit. And it was in 1889 that Myrtle Fillmore said, you know, this is about prayer. I want to share this with the rest of the world and what's happened with me. And in 1889, she founded something called, today, it is called Silent Unity. How many of you have ever called Silent Unity before? Look around the room. We tithe to Silent Unity almost each and every month. We tithe because they are there for us 24-7 in prayer. Because you see, prayer, my dear friend, works. Unity Minneapolis believes that we are going to fulfill this, this vision that we have of a transformed world through prayer, education, and service. And as you know, we have a pastor, pastoral care minister that works part-time, 20 hours a week, totally dedicated, dedicated in pastoral care to prayer. It's one of the huge things that Reverend Kevin works on. You know what? Let me just share some numbers with you. Let me get my ego out of the way. This is just data. But I want to share something with you. I don't think I will ever forget the year 2020, will you? March, you knew what happened that year. That's when everything closed down. The pandemic began, and we continued to do what we do here at Unity Minneapolis. That's prayer, education, and service. But did you know, you know, obviously that year we made very few visits. But as a total, we made pastoral connections, either one way or the other, through phone visits, prayer requests received in the mail, unity cards, unity cares, prayer shawls delivered are to those, our prayer chaplain contacts, prayer chaplain contacts, calls to our inspirational line 24-7, uh, celebration of life services, weddings, and christenings. That year in 2020, we did 11,713 connections. This community did that. And it's a large, over half of that 
was for our unity prayer chaplains and the number of times that they pray with us or leave a message on my machine. So you see, not only that, not only unity world, unity movement is about prayer. We here at Unity Minneapolis, the foundation of everything that we do here is, is through prayer. You know, there's many, uh, I've got here a note, our teachings concerning prayer. I want to just share with you, your concept of God, my concept of God has changed. My concept of God has changed and God has not changed. But I always encourage our people, at least every five years, every ten years, whenever necessary, to sit down and look at your concept of God. What do you really believe about God? Are you still believing that God is Santa Claus in the sky? If that's the case, then you might want to re-examine your concept of God. And there's nothing wrong with how you look and how you feel about God, what God is for you. But how God is for you is going to determine so much of your prayer life. It's going to determine how you pray. It's going to determine what you believe about prayer. You know, for me, when I, my concept of God was Santa Claus in the sky... And what I was doing is I was begging and I was beseeching, God, give me this, this, and this. Maybe you even did that as a child as well. And maybe if you're not careful, we can still fall into that right now. We can fall into that begging aspect of it as opposed to knowing the truth, as opposed to looking at the facts but knowing the truth, and then affirm from that truth, that place of truth, and then not necessarily pray to a God out here, but we pray from a consciousness. I pray from a consciousness of God within me. That consciousness of God. And as I pray from that consciousness of God, then I project in my thoughts and my words and my feelings and my actions. In fact, that's one of the strongest prayers that one can have. And for us, we call it our third principle, the law of mind action. But I believe me, Charles Fillmore has said it. Many people have said it that when our thoughts and our words and our feelings and our actions are in alignment with each other, that is the strongest prayer that we can pray. And I have not, that has not always been the case for me. That's not always been the case for me. I would say, God, I want to be healthy. Or God, I affirm health and wholeness. And then my actions are anything but health and wholeness. Or God, I want to be prosperous. Or God, I am prosperous. And then I do everything different than being prosperous sometimes. So, you know, again, when I fall off the wagon, so to speak, with this belief in what I am into, it's still God loves me. God loves me even in those dark places. And I know that whenever I leave or whenever I'm leaving my prayer practice, whatever that may be for you, whenever I leave that, there's something inside of me that says, return, return. And for me, I call it my chair at home. My chair pulls me. It pulls me. It speaks to me. It says, it's time to get in the chair, Pat. It's time to get in the chair and to center yourself in this presence and in this power. I love the story of Jesus, um, one of his stories. You know, it was the Holy Week. I think it was the second, first day of Holy Week on a Monday. I believe it was a Monday. And Jesus was walking, and he saw a fig tree. Do you remember him seeing the fig tree? 
And he said, you know, he went over and he was hungry and there was no fruit on the tree. And this is told in all Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three of those Gospels. And he sees that he's, there's no fruit on the tree. And lo and behold, he, he curses the tree and said it will not bear fruit. Well, the next day, Jesus and the disciples were going back to Jerusalem. And sure enough, that tree that Jesus, even I think it was Peter that called it to, to Jesus' attention and said, look, the tree is withered. The tree is withered already. And so, what does it mean? What does it mean when we have a withered tree? I believe what it means is when we have the power of the spoken word to deny, not necessarily curse, but to deny something, we can let it go from our life. We have that power. I want to, I want to let this go. This has no power over me, and it withers and dies. So whatever habit you're wanting to let go of, whatever addiction you're wanting to let go of, it's so important for me often to say, this has no power over me. Be gone. Be gone. And let it leave. And when, of course, then we affirm that God is the source of all good, whatever we, and so often we want to go immediately to affirmations in our prayer life without looking at the denials. Wow. I want to just say prayer is not to change God. We know this. Prayer is not to change God. Prayer is to change me. And that was a great aha for me in my upbringing, especially around unity prayer, that this is to change me. So we have two people today that's going to share a little bit about how prayer has made a huge difference in their life. And I'm really grateful for them. Gretchen Stein and David Wedderburn, was, they co-led the Spirit Squad. Now, because foundation of prayer here in unity, our foundation of this campaign is prayer, we began first with Spirit Squad. And the purpose of Spirit Squad is to hold us in prayer through this campaign. And I believe Gretchen, you will share first. And uh, welcome. Gretchen Stein. Good morning, Unity family. So good to be with you. And those out there in the virtual world, too. You're my Unity family also. It's with great gratitude that I am thankful for Unity's teachings. I experience daily the transformational power of prayer. Prayer is my way of turning inward and connecting consciously to the source of all, all love, all good, all that is God. My husband David and I start each morning in prayer. To me, there is nothing more fulfilling than being in conscious awareness of the presence of God. This awareness stays with us throughout the day. Unity teaches us a special way of praying that we call affirmative prayer in which we are reminded of what is always true, regardless of what we see in our current circumstances. Before I came and became a Unity Truth student, I prayed rote prayers. I thought of that Santa Claus God that Reverend Pat just spoke about. I'd beg God. I'd often bargain with God, which makes me laugh now. 
I'd say, God, give me this and I'll do that. <laughs> Today, if I'm holding a desire, a vision, or seeking a solution to a challenge, I turn inward to the silence with full faith that the how to make it happen is God's job, not mine. At this moment of surrender, I'm often amazed at the flow of new ideas that come to me from the divine. They are the gifts that light my way to the next step. I find great comfort in praying with others. When we join together and pray, there is tremendous power. And I love this quote from Marianne Williamson. She says, prayer is the medium of miracles. Let me say that again. Prayer is the medium of miracles. As Reverend Pat mentioned, in the spring of this year, he asked David and me to chair the committee that he called foundational to the success of our building campaign. He asked us to chair the committee to organize and offer prayer support. We are honored to serve God and this community in this way. We are grateful to the great people who have joined us to serve on this committee we call the Spirit Squad, and many of our committee members are sitting in the sanctuary today. So please come and talk to us in the garden court after the service and pick up your prayer rock. We're at the prayer rocks table, and I love the meaning of that. Prayer rocks, but prayer rocks. <laughs> Since June of this year, this committee has been praying for all the people in all of the events working to create the vision of the new Unity Minneapolis that is one that will be more accessible to all for those who come here in person, but also for those who come here virtually. Prayer always comes first as un at Unity. So before the October rollout of this campaign, the Spirit Squad, here we go, here's some data for you, Reverend Pat, made over 220 personal phone calls, and working with the Communication Committee and the Unity staff here, we sent out over 700 postcards to all of you who value Unity Minneapolis and our teachings, and asking you to pray for the success of the All In campaign. Now in closing, it's my time to take up my pom-poms, so just a sec. <laughs> yes, I've got my pom-poms back again. We need your powerful prayer, every one of you. If you are willing to support this campaign with your prayers, I would like you to enthusiastically cheer with me, just for the joy of it. I'll count to three, and you please shout, all in. Okay? Ready? Also, beginning in the pandemic, we did something called Connect with Reverend Pat. And we connected with Reverend Pat. That was Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. We averaged somewhere between 15 and 18 connections each and every morning. Now, and now, since the pandemic is not quite as peak, I mean, it's beyond its peak, hopefully, 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 we are now doing that twice a, twice a week. Our licensed Unity teachers host the Tuesday, and I host the Thursday. And something that was very meaningful, very meaningful, me, meaningful to me during this time was Terry Anderson. Terry Anderson is a new, fairly new, a few years, member of our church, and she made such a difference on that 
call each and every morning. So Terry, come and share your experience with prayer and something maybe about the 9 o'clock service. Good morning, friends. So good to be here with you today. Well, before joining Unity two and a half years ago, I was not a person who was all in with prayer. In fact, I hardly used the word prayer. I grew up in a religion that encouraged memorized and wrote prayers, didn't really speak to my heart. So then I went to a religion that didn't even talk about prayer or use the word prayer. <laughs> So I feel like Goldilocks, this now unity is just right. So I was so surprised though to walk, when I walked in the door, to discover that there was a prayer that felt just right. So now I didn't know about, I didn't, or I didn't learn about affirmative prayer and the unique transformative power of prayer by reading about it or even being told. I got the, oh, the wonderful opportunity to experience it firsthand through Reverend Pat's prayer uh, connect group. And I was working at a nursing home at the time, at the beginning of COVID, and it was very stressful. And I remember every morning going into my office, locking the door and getting on Zoom, because it was what helped me get through the day. I really needed it. It was so important. And then after about six months of that, then um, my mom moved in with me on hospice. And again, it was another time that I just, it, it felt so amazing to have this power of prayer with me. And so for three months, um, right up until her death, she would, if I was on the Zoom call, she'd want to be on with it. And I thought, well, surely she can't can't talk she could but then at the end she'd be like can I say a few words I'm like yes mom <laughs> and she would ask for prayers in her quiet sweet voice I witnessed my mother's vulnerability to share her last few months of her life with her heart wide open bringing her true self to each call I learned that it takes a lot of vulnerability to ask for prayer to be real and to benefit from prayer, I need it to bring my real, authentic self and open my heart to all that was around me. And I felt a huge sense of welcome in this prayer group. I discovered that prayer can be a welcoming presence in my life. Being that vulnerable can feel risky, yet my mother gave me that example and showed me how it is worth every bit of it. I also discovered that Reverend Pat accurately named the group Connect with Reverend Pat because prayer with one another builds not only a connection with the divine, but also with each other in the group. We trusted each other to share and ask for prayers. And being a part of a group that prayed together and shared felt like I had a posse of people who were sharing the journey with me. Prayer is connection and it's vulnerability to be real. And you know, the really cool thing about this prayer group is how our presence and prayers bless us one another. I have had many people tell me how much it meant to them that they could share that part of the journey with my mother and with me at that time. And prayer does that. It doesn't just bless the one receiving it, 
It blesses the one giving it. It blesses all those involved, the receiver and the giver. I will always be so grateful for that at that time in my life. And from listening to how Reverend Pat and the other leaders prayed for each one of our prayers, I learned about affirmative prayer through the examples of prayer that were said every group. I didn't just learn at that intellectual level. I felt it at the core of my very being. What a way to learn about prayer. Right in here. I felt a peace. I felt cared for, and I felt loved. I felt a release and letting go of my need to control. And soon, I found myself as someone who hardly used the word prayer, becoming someone who was all in for prayer. So in that spirit, I want to end with a prayer for the daily word for each one of you. I hope you feel the sense of connection and community and love when I read it. In this prayerful vibration of goodness and faith, I affirm, you have all you need. You are all you need. You are a perfect expression of divine light, life, and love. And so it is. Thank you. That group continues on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. and Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. All of you are welcome. And also, Terry, I should, I'll ask for forgiveness later, but I understand that you're now becoming a prayer chaplain, yeah. that you were coming. So we'll install in the next week or so. You know, so we, we talked about prayer. We really talked about how individual prayer and one or two gathered together. But what about when we come together in a sanctuary like this? I want to share with you what Mr. Butterworth, Eric Butterworth, has to say about coming together in a sanctuary. Coming together in a place where it's accessible and where we are feel safe. He says, the great power of a church congregation is not in the music and sermons of the service or the words exchanged in the group, but rather in a mystical process that I call the power of the swarm. When a group, large or small, comes together in a commitment of spiritual union or common union, that group becomes a soul group, a consciousness to which each person gives and from which each one receives. Do you guys get that? When we come in together like this, each one gives and each one receives. This soul has its needs, and at the same time, it contains the answer to its needs, which includes all the needs of the people involved. He calls it, when we come together, the power of a swarm. We don't understand it. It is mystical. The swarm of the fish, the swarm of the bees, but it's one, moving as one with many parts. And that's what happens, I believe, that when we come together in community like this, the answers that we are seek is present. We give and we receive. Wow, your assignment if you choose to accept it, is this. You will find as you exit the sanctuary today, Gretchen's already referred to it, 
as a stone. It's called all in. Let spirit guide you to the right and perfect stone. And then there's the back you can complete. And then do this. Take this stone as I've had my stone in my meditation area from now until this building begins its remodeling process. And then at that time, each stone will be put into the foundations of the new building. That's what I would like for you to do. And if you're streaming with us today, we would like for you to do this. We would like for you to go and find the right and perfect stone for you. Decorate that stone with all in. Take pictures of that stone and send it to us. We would love to hold you in prayer and Spirit Squad would love to hold you in prayer as well. I love you. I bless you. I behold the living presence of God within you. And I am grateful that we are all in in prayer. And so it is. Amen.
sitting at home. Come on. Whoa! Oh my goodness! I felt you. I did. I felt you. I felt you. I was right there with you. I was. Uh, you know why? Because we're all one. We're all one. Absolutely. Wow! Wow! Aaron, thank you. Jimmy, thank you. Dave's, thank you so much. It's great to have you here today. This time, we're going to invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. In any way, if you've been spiritually fed today, we invite you to make that gift. And those of you that are streaming with us, we certainly invite you to make a gift as well. It is because of your contributions that we are able to offer this service here. It's easy to make that gift online. The, um, all the information is there online for you. So let us just go within for a moment. Center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power, God. We feel that presence, we feel that power moving in and through us today as the activity of love. We are grateful that indeed we enjoy such a prosperous life, an abundant life, a life that blesses each and each of us, and for that we're grateful. So we open our hearts with gratitude. We open our hearts for the many blessings of life. Now let's affirm together our church offertory blessing found in your order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So let us take a moment as we bless these gifts, and we bless all the gifts that's been received this week, regardless of how they were received. And we know without a doubt that God within is truly the source of all good in our life, and we open our hearts and all of these, to all of these channels and allow that goodness to flow. And for that, we're grateful. So we bless these gifts. We send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you, God. Amen. 
invite our on-duty Unity Prayer Chaplains to please stand. These individuals arrived early. They held sacred space in this beautiful sanctuary, and they're here today to hold that sacred space with you. So today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you so much for your service, not only here, but also the wellness calls that you make. Thank you for so much of your service. Thank you, and you may be seated. You know, this coming Sunday, this coming weekend, starting on Friday night, we be, began a membership class. It's one of my favorite things to do. All of your ministers will be involved in that class one way or the other. It's Friday evening for an hour and a half, and then a little time on Saturday and Sunday. And you can explore membership, what it means. If you want to take your life to a deeper place spiritually, explore membership. And then you get to decide whether or not this membership is for you or not. Also, don't forget a uh, virtual gathering today at 1.30. I want to do a shout-out also for all the outreach yesterday. We had so much fun at Feed My Starving Children. There were many of us there. We had a great time of packing food. And then also a shout-out for our gardening team as well yesterday that worked on Saturday. We continue to hold in prayer Judith Killian, Jeff, and Natalie Weber following the unexpected passing of their son and brother, Nicholas. Celebration of Life Service will be on Monday, that's tomorrow, October the 24th at 3.30 at the Nicollet Island Pavilion. All who loved and knew Nicholas and who loved and are supporting his family at this time are welcome and encouraged to attend. There's details, my friend, on some of the stuff that we have sent out and happenings and also at peak. And they, they, the family requests that you RSVP so they can plan accordingly. I know that you'll be there to support that family if at all possible. And if not, I know that you'll be holding them in prayer as well. Wow. I think we do. We have children out there. We don't have any children out there. Okay. Let's stand together for our prayer for, and, and, yeah, our prayer for protection and our peace song. I'm going to invite Margie if you'll join me on the platform, please. So how are you doing out there? Yeah, it is. It's been a great morning. So together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell. Speak to at least three people you don't know. We welcome our guests. We're so grateful you are with us today. Thank you. All right, everybody. Are you ready to sing it out? You're going to be swaying in your kitchen at home. Come on. Now there is peace on earth and it has begun with me.
fellas. Every time it rains, it rains pennies from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven? You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Be sure that your umbrella is upside down. Trade them for a package of sunshine and flowers. If you want the things you love, you must have showers. So when you hear it thunder, don't run under a tree. There'll be pennies from heaven for you and me. Come on, gents. Jimmy, thanks for being here, man. Here we go. Every time it rains, it rains. What? Pennies from heaven. That's your line, right? Okay. Don't you know each cloud contains what? Pennies from heaven. Very good. You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Be sure that your umbrella is upside down. Trade them for a package of sunshine and flowers if you want the things you love and you must have showers so when you hear it thunder don't run under a tree there'll be pennies from heaven pennies from heaven pennies from heaven for you Goodbye, everybody.